Hello fellow nerds, welcome to The Captain's Quarters, the Star Trek rewatch podcast where we are rewatching the entire Star Trek franchise starting at the beginning of the timeline, starting with Star Trek Enterprise. Today we're talking about Star Trek Enterprise Season 2, uh, Episode 23 called Regeneration. My name's Gabe, I'm with Captain Jason. Make it so, Jason. <laughs> We are the Borg. Lower your shields and surrender your ships. We will add your biological and technological distinctiveness to our own. <clears throat> your culture will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile. Nicely done. Was that from memory? Uh, yeah. Wow. What's that from? It's, uh, that one is from Star Trek First Contact, but it's the... It is the greetings uh, from the Borg. Okay. And I didn't want to give that away because this episode. Yeah, well, it introduces the Borg to Star Trek Enterprise. And I knew that. I never saw that first Contact movie, but I feel like it was so... There's so much promotion around it that, like, if you were alive during that time, you had to, like, be aware of it. And maybe I caught some glimpses of it on HBO or something back, way back when my dad had HBO when I was a kid. But I don't think I actually watched the whole movie. I remember, okay. I remember a cube-shaped ship. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And I remember it was the Next Generation crew. Yeah. That's all I remember. So It is one of the best Star Trek movies. Awesome. First Contact for sure. Well, let's make sure we tie that movie into this episode. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. A- and so, this episode does it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So here's the synopsis. So a team of researchers discover the remains of a crashed spaceship in Earth's Arctic Circle, finding two humanoids with cybernetic implants frozen in the wreckage. The bodies are taken to a nearby compound to be studied. The scientists marvel at the nanoprobes that begin to repair the long-dead aliens. One of the seemingly dead subjects attacks the scientists, assimilating them. Using scavenged parts from the wreckage of the Borg ship to enhance the transport, they escape into space, upgrading it with a faster warp drive and weapons. So, um, Jason... Mm-hmm. A lot of questions here. Yeah, go on. How long were these? So these are the Borg, mm-hmm. right? These mm-hmm. two, these two um, humanoids. They're they're cyborgs. Yeah. They're they're Borg they, drones. Yeah. Right. Oftentimes, or maybe all the time, it's like one of their eyes is like mechanical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know they have hands with like. One of them had a hand with like a drill bit on mm-hmm, it, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of lot of um, black and white colors, and um, they don't speak. At least not in this episode. That's uh, true. That's true. Well, they do speak when they hail the Enterprise, but for the most part, they're kind of which was drones. which is that like almost nearly automated message. Resistance is futile. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, a couple questions here. How long were these Borg at the Arctic Circle? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because um, here's... It was not established in the... Uh, in the... Um, 
Well, in the episode, was yeah, it? I don't see. They made it sound like so. They bring up Zephram Cochran, right? The the man who um, made first contact via warp technology for the first time with, with the Vulcans. Right. They, they said that he wrote about encountering a cyborg species who was intent on taking over Earth. Mm-hmm. Assimilating the people of Earth. That's correct. Yeah. Hence, hence, he is talking about the movie, our first tie-in to Star Trek First Contact. Okay. So, it's just a little strange. Oh, so I'm glad. So, that, so, the Cochrane part is in First Contact? Yes. Oh, okay. See, I thought this show took that liberty of like adding that to this lore. Um, no, that... they no, they they built. I I was I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna go there, and they built this into that part of the canon. I mean, they added it to that part of the canon. So, in many respects, you could probably say that this episode was kind of a an appendix or you know um a uh what am i trying to say here an episode that follows that the end of that movie not Mm -hmm. directly but indirectly in in a sense Mm -hmm. well so let me let me let me answer it by saying i don't think they were borg that were left from that encounter oh see i do oh okay well i'm glad so i'm glad that we're talking about yeah i mean it's possible i don't i don't know it's possible i didn't think it was i think this was just the borg that have traveled from the delta quadrant and made it to uh the beta quadrant where earth is and kind of crash land i don't yeah it's in, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Like my my thoughts were, these were the Borg that Cochrane encountered, and they've been crash landed here on Earth for a hundred years. Because that because a hundred well, years ago was Cochran the era of himself didn't didn't encounter mano and mano face to face from mm-hmm. the movie. Um the Borg were limited to on board the Enterprise. And since there was no other ship, because the cube... Oh, man, I don't want to give away First Contact, but it, it I kind of have to talk about First Contact because it would give context to the, um, to the listeners out there, so I, I don't want to rob them of that. But um, So in the film, the Borg... They destroy the they destroy the sphere, and then they beam aboard the Enterprise, and the Enterprise and they are and the rest of the Borg are limited to the engineering section of the Enterprise. I don't remember a scene where there was a transport ship or anything like that. And then the other the other evidence was it would have been more <clears throat> it would have been more interesting if it were oh no 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 because Worf destroys that part of the deflector dish so that wouldn't even 
Yeah, I, I was going to say, oh, it would have been cool if, you know, bits of the deflector dish of the Enterprise E was found, you know, <laughs> as part of the as part of the remnants. But it seems like this was a tactical, like, scout reconnaissance mission from these two Borg, and they happened, to, or however many Borg was on this transport ship, and they, and they, tra- and they crashed. That says to me, uh, this was a completely separate thing. Okay, but the ruins... The ship's ruins mm-hmm. that we see um, in like kind of a panned out shot mm-hmm. looks enormous. Yeah. And it is spherical or it could have been a spherical. It could have been. Yeah, no, that's true. It could have been. Um, so, yeah, a couple of things. To me, I, I, I thought for sure like these were the ones that Cochran encountered because he had, I don't think he went like super far away from no, Earth. No, no, no. And so I assume like they were sort of near Earth and then they crashed on Earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible, I'm, you know, but I don't think it was. And then, okay, so then, so then these um, researchers up in the circle. Mm-hmm. You know, they uncover the bodies and they're they're uh, researching them and talking about them. Th- that to me, it seemed like those bodies were there for a long time. So right. to me, I was like, they were there for a hundred years in the Cochrane era. It's possible. It's possible. But it's just weird that they didn't like um, establish that better because then it's also like, well, like. How did you not detect this giant thing crashing? And how are you just now finding it? Yeah, because I mean, no, like, that's true. The scanning technology that exists in this time, like the Enterprise will literally like approach a planet and they can literally scan like at the microbial level. Yeah, no, that's true. No, that's true. However, so 20... 63 64 65 something like that and we're in 2153 i mean you know 90 years <coughs> post world war the end of world war three i'm not going to speculate but you know there was you know in star trek first contact you know they established like you know very few governments were left over 300 million people had been killed and so you know, 90 years removed from the Third World War. You never know. Hmm. Oh, so it is established that that many people died? Yeah, something Earth? like that. Something like wow. that. Wow. Okay. Listeners, someone correct me if I'm wrong. But hmm. it's something like that. Okay. So, so the other thing was... I was a little surprised that Starfleet... Which... Would you call Starfleet... A, or whatever they're called at that time. Are they called Starfleet at that time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That they are a, um, a international organization? Because they're based in San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're not an American organization. No. They represent no, all no. of Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess that makes sense why, like, Starfleet researchers were in the Arctic Circle. Yeah, mm-hmm, yep. Okay, so can that's I, fine. Can I just say one or two things? I'm yeah. so glad to see that there was a snowstorm and, like, the Arctic was huge. That's, okay. That see, was, I was gonna heartwarming say... to me. I'm like, oh, you know, in terms see... of climate change and all that kind of stuff. Oh, man, I'm so happy that 2152. 
that was one of say, one of the things that was about say. polar bears and they were like oh we need to be more afraid of the polar bears than these two aliens and i'm like oh yes and then no <laughs> i was gonna say the exact same thing although i wasn't gonna be like oh i'm happy that i was like ah uh, i feel like that's not realistic i don't think the arctic circle is gonna look like that in- well yeah right but again you know if this is you know one can hope <laughs> i don't know yeah i feel like there's just no way <clears throat> but uh th- so okay so the other thing is they do show the academy mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. in san mm-hmm. fran mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or headquarters what do you call yeah, it is it both headquarters yeah, yeah uh-huh. headquarters yep. mm-hmm. and the academy are and both the academy yep. Mm-hmm. yep yeah and that was awesome that was a cool shot because cause they are communicating, these researchers at the circle are communi- communicating back to headquarters. Mm-hmm. So Admiral Forrest um, is involved. And so, <clears throat> so basically these Borg wake up and they have nanotechnology in their blood. And these nanobots are able to repair cells. And so apparently the cold must have shut them down because as they were sitting on the table like in um in the shelter that these researchers had they start to come alive mm-hmm. um, and then when they wake up they basically they kill the researchers so they they assimilate them and so um headquarters loses contact with these researchers uh and and the transport um these borg with the now borg researchers because they become borgs they take off in the transport and they jump into warp and these nano this nanotechnology not only can it like repair cells it also repairs technology and furthers technology um and so but Forest. it turns it into Borg technology. It, right. It, it takes <clears throat> the individual uniqueness and make it Borg, which is the scariest part of this alien species. Species is, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Forrest knows that the Enterprise is, I think they say one and a half light years away from this mm-hmm. transport. Mm-hmm. So orders them to go rescue these these quote unquote kidnapped researchers because at this time he doesn't know these researchers have been turned into Borgs. So, so another thing here, Jason, do you remember like two episodes? I speculated that Enterprise must have sort of looped back towards Earth in order to explain the idea sure. that they were like near Mayweather's family's transport, right? Uh, cargo ship i should say well to me this validates my hypothesis because if they were that close to a ship that just left earth this means they were getting close they were getting closer than they were getting away further like like they weren't heading away from earth anymore it's possible and at some point they had turned around or done a circle and looped back yeah, it's possible. I do wish the For show... Sure. 
Someday I may nerd out because I I assume like there's a Star Trek. Are you Trek gonna find map. a Star Trek map and go? Okay. Yeah. They found and I'm gonna draw. Planet, I'm gonna go episode to episode, planet. and I'm gonna draw their trajectory, and I'm gonna I'm gonna prove you're like, what's shit. happening here. Oh, excuse me. I mean, you're like, dang. It's not a straight line. It's a zigzaggy, you know. <laughs> well, it's no. It's fine if it's it has to zigzag to mm. some degree, but just in the in general, they worked their way back. Yeah, it's possible. And so, to me, yeah, I, I just I felt really validated. Like right when the episode opened, it said sure. Arctic Circle Earth. I was like, I was right. Sure. I I assumed they were gonna go to Earth, but whatever. <laughs> Um, so anyway, um, okay, so the Enterprise receives a distress call from a Tarkalian freighter, and they arrive at the freighter to discover the ship under attack from an enhanced transport. Captain Archer tries to disable their weapons, but the ship jumps to warp speed. Archer brings the survivors to sickbay and finds their situation reminiscent of a Zephram Cochran story he remembers relating to the first contact. Yeah, we already talked about that. Yep. The assimilated crew soon awaken, and in the ensuing melee, Dr. Phlox is infected with nanoprobes. They escape, and Lieutenant Reed then finds them modifying ship's systems and learns that the Enterprise's face pistols are ineffective against them. Archer, left with no other options, orders the section to be depressured. Reed then begins upgrading the pistols while Phlox treats himself with Omicron radiation? Yeah, Omicron radiation. Yeah. To destroy the nanoprobes. Yeah. Enterprise again catches up with the transport, but the recent modifications suddenly activate and shut down weapons and propulsion. Soon the aliens hail Enterprise and say, You will be assimilated. Resistance is futile. In response, Archer and Reed board the ship with upgraded pistols, plant explosives, and beam out. Captain Tucker troubleshoots the alien modifications, thereby restoring main power to the Enterprise. With the transport crippled, Archer realizes the altered crew members are too far gone and orders the transport's destruction. Later, a, a recovering Phlox informs Archer that while infected, he kept hearing a repeated numerical sequence. Earth's coordinates set somewhere into the Delta Quadrant. Subcommander T'Pol states it would take almost 200 years to reach its destination, yeah. but Archer remains troubled. So there you go. So this message way in the future is going to hit the Delta Quadrant, mm -hmm. and I assume the Next Generation crew is dealing with the consequences They are the first that. ones, yep. So that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool tie-in. Yep. I was like, wow, that's cool. That's really cool. Were the Borg introduced prior to the movie First Contact? Yes. Okay. Season... Oh, man, Star Trek Next Generation fans are going to kill me for this one. Season 3... Um... I believe Q is the first one to bring their attention to the Borg. And then we see, um, and then in season three, the last episode, uh, 
Uh-oh. Um, what is that? Best of Both Worlds. And, uh, yeah, Best of Both Worlds. Um, one of the best episodes of Star Trek. It's a two-parter. Um, that's where we really <coughs> the Borg. Okay. Well, what did you think of the episode? Honestly, this episode actually kind of scared the crap. Th- this one, this one got to me a little bit. I was like, "Oh boy, oh boy." Number one, the 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 we don't like you know the humans don't know and they underestimate the Borg. Mm-hmm. And I was I was like, "Wow, oh man, how are they gonna walk out of this?" It was escaped. It was so suspenseful. Yeah, it was. It was. And I'm like, oh, how are they going to defeat the Borg with 22nd century technology? Yeah. Um, So would you say, though, the Borg, what they really are is the nanobots? Like that's the most elemental unit of Borg? No, 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 I I don't. Um, I, I I think they are... A precise combination of the cyber technology because they can't survive without their um, their genetic material the humanoid mm. genetic material it has mm. to be in unison because if you destroy the the skin or the, you know the the genetic material within it's just lifeless um cybernetic material right um so what do you think of reed uh modifying the um the phase pistols i thought that was cool i thought that was cool um and i was hoping you know and i was like oh i don't think they're gonna be able to um have a rotating frequency phase frequency because these borg can adapt to one frequency and remember when they start Mm -hmm. firing they do kill a couple of them but then they adapt to it and then there's that shield thing there's that Mm -hmm. fuzzy kind of square shielding um that means that they have adapted and can survive yeah i like to have hand-to-hand combat i liked how to your point because the episode was scary and suspenseful i loved it it. yeah i was i was like on this on the edge of my seat like it was crazy um, but I love how they so effectively built up these Borg as basically indestructible and, um, and it's like, oh, we finally found, um, their Achilles heel. We're going to, we're going to ratchet up our face pistols. And like you said, that worked three times and all of a sudden they had shields Yeah, and it, and we were right back to square one. Like, what are right, we going to do? Exactly. And then right when that happens, one of them attacks Reed, and Archer just like clonks one of them in the back of the head, yeah. and that's all it takes to take no, him out. No, no, he pulls <laughs> one of the. Archer does clonk him in the back of the head, but he also yeah. pulls one of the, the cybernetic tubes feeding to yeah. his head, which yeah. I was like, oh, that's okay, that's smart, and I was really, I was like, oh man, I I really thought Reed was gonna have it then. But yeah. he clearly, you know, didn't get stuck in the neck. Right. 
And then, yeah, I was really worried about my buddy, Dr. Flox. It yeah, seemed me like too. His I was like, how are they infection. going? Because in the future, there's not even really... I mean, yes, there is. But it, like, required, you know, pinpoint needle surgery and other things to, like, you know, remove components. Most of the time, it's just easier... As Captain Archer said, it's just easier. Or I think it was Flox and Archer that said, you know, it's easier. Flox had, uh, you know, gave Archer a... uh, a, Do not resuscitate? Yeah, a a compound that he would inject. Oh. The cure basically kills him, and that's the way Mm -hmm. usually, you know, that's usually the cure. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so the um, Omicron radiation works and Phlox comes out of it. But I wanted, I'm interested to know because it sounded, Phlox definitely was like, this is pretty intense. Like, yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if, if they will, if he'll be disabled by this for a bit, at least later. Oh, like if I, it will uh, yeah, per- no, permanently absolutely. Affect him. I do. Yeah, and I also think, and I, and I hope that, um, I hope that they talk, that they continue to talk about his um, recovery mm-hmm. from being a Borg. Because in the episode where he's hearing the, uh, you know, the the Borg voices in his head, mm-hmm. that's where your individual humanity is stripped and you become Borg and you're, you know, it's a hive collective mind. Right. And, and I really hope that they... Um, that they have an episode where it's a slower episode and they talk about, and maybe he wasn't Borg enough for it, mm-hmm. but I would, re- I really hope that, you know, we get a deeper dive on, you know, his recovery yeah, of having sure. his humanity back again. Right. Yeah. And Flox is normally, impenetrable to like stressors and just chaos but this episode was i thought billingsley did a great job of yeah just, oh like, yeah i agree being like vulnerable and just kind of but also like he kept his professionalism and was very logical but i don't know just the whole thing was great i just loved it this was one of my favorite episodes um i, I thought it was just so well done um, and I loved how the, like the Borg, they would kind of march in unison and just yep. added to their whole, their, their, the, the scariness of them. So, yeah, well, I mean, so in a lot of ways, it, it's kind of, kind of comparative to like a bee colony and an mm-hmm. ant, you know, an ant population where they are these drones and they build and, you know, assimilate and all that kind of stuff. But they think with, like, one mind and there's one queen. I was hoping that um, that we would hear uh, the Borg Queen, you know, just maybe a voice or something like that. And I was like, oh, but, you know, I guess not. <laughs> you know, I, I was hoping that Atlas Krieg would reprise her role as the Borg Queen, but oh well, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. 
because you know the boar queen is such an iconic character now um to large in part to first contact the movie but and and like i said i did you find it like because i know the because i'm a fan i'm like oh man i was i was really scared like shitless pardon my language yeah no i was too i was like it seemed like an unwinnable situation it's like crazy it was like there's no way they're gonna get out of this and then i saw how much time was left in the episode i was like man they're still nowhere even near yeah um because one thing in the recap that i didn't talk about i don't think was like when they chase them one of the things that the assimilated uh what was that species named uh the tarkalians tarkalians yeah had done they they had messed with enterprises systems mm-hmm. and this tech grows like almost organically it's like yep it's like infecting the actual ship's tech so one of the things that happened when they were chasing them in warp and they came out of warp all of a sudden the ship they were chasing activated something remotely yep and the enterprise shut down yep and then they just started kind of shooting the enterprise so, and taking it all the way down shields down like hole was penetrated like it was bad <laughs> yeah so that's new that is new to i didn't i don't remember it in any other maybe voyager maybe they maybe in voyager they would have dealt with that maybe some you know but that for for me was a first where i was like oh that makes sense that the borg technology on the enterprise is now more or less assimilated to the transport ship mhm and you know getting and you know getting um and being intertwined a little bit with mm-hmm. the transport, sh- this you know the stone, you know the the trans the Borg transport ship, right? And I was like, oh, you guys are in trouble now. <laughs> so what did you what did you think of the species of the Borg species and the assimilation part and the adaptive, of you know ability of the species yeah. itself? I, I was just wondering, you answered my question. I was like, oh, because like I knew what the Borg was, but I was like, oh, are they really are they really the nanobots? Like like they are the bees is the bots. Like and they're the ones like who are controlling everything, but uh but we what you said makes sense, but I thought they did a great job like just making them as terrifying as possible. And uh Yeah, it was I liked how it wasn't like, um, you know, uh, it wasn't like an act of, act of God situation mm-hmm. that saved the enterprise. They, out, they outsmarted them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. figured out their weaknesses. And, uh, I liked that part a lot. Um, so one thing though, one complaint would be, I thought the researchers at the be- at the top of the episode, I thought they were not the strongest actors. I thought they no, were. No, yeah, no. Um, I agree with that. <laughs> and then uh, I am reading online that people complain about continuity because okay. if this crew had encountered the Enterprise, why did the 
next generation crew not have knowledge of this yeah and why were they treating the borg as like an unknown species yeah Cause like wouldn't they be in the database at this point right right and that's why yeah so i was thinking about that too and so this is this kind of gets me to where i'm like oh maybe gabe maybe i'm gonna like you know believe gabe you know think more along the lines where gabe is thinking in that archer is the one the shadowy emperor palpatine figure in the (laughs) temporal cold war Mm -hmm. where he makes the mistake of like oh you know we didn't you know take the borg because in the end of the episode it made it seem like, oh, so we're just delaying the inevitable and wait until the 24th century. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, the 24th century, you know, Federation, uh, Starfleet counterparts will have to deal with this. And, and, I, and I got a sense at the end of the episode, I'm like, oh, they're not taking it that seriously. Or do they have enough information? Or it's like, okay, yeah, we, you know, it's done. They're in the Delta Quadrant 200 years from now. We won't have to deal with it. And they did not take it seriously. And I th- and that, to me, would be like a regret of Archer's. Wow. Yeah, I love that. I didn't I don't consider know. that. I don't but know. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's a great point for whomever pointed out the content, that continuity aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, maybe it's like... And maybe it's just me reading it too too much, but who knows? Wow. Yeah, I like that. For sure. Oh, so by the way, the female researcher at the beginning was John Billingsley's wife. No kidding! Oh no! She becomes a Borg! Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Bonita? Okay. Bonita. Oh, cool. Cool. Fred Fredericy. Okay. I can't pronounce her last name. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then the other so, thing I wanted to mention was Now I that feel bad for saying she's a bad actor. But the, this took told. place uh, March in March of 2153, according to a captain's log. Yeah, you got yeah. final... The final part of the episode was the captain's log. I yeah. like that. Congrats, buddy, on, on a solid captain's log. Who was log. it directed by? I know you... Who was this um, episode... Oh yeah, sorry. I just a... I was on Bonita's uh, wiki oh, page. Uh, it was it... directed by David Livingston, oh, who's okay. done quite a few episodes. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So the the episode like started with, and for most of it until maybe the middle, it was Tuckerless, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting because the whole because last episode was when. Tucker was in big trouble yeah, for mm-hmm. his actions. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely was like thinking, um, did that he, get he was demoted? still in the captain's doghouse? I, I literally thought, like, man, is he in the brig? Is he demoted? Is he off <laughs> Enterprise? Like, I thought something horrible had happened to him because they didn't acknowledge him until yeah, yeah, way yeah. into yeah. the episode. And they kind of didn't really acknowledge any sort of prior issue. So. Yeah. But I think that's, I think that's, Due to part of the like the episodic nature yeah, of Star yeah, Trek. For sure. Agreed. Yeah. And not to say that, you know, not to say that it won't rear its head again 
at some point, but you know, this was definitely a an entire crew episode. I would I would say a Floxy episode too, because once yeah. you when he, I saw the 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 tubes go into his, I was like, oh. I was yeah. like, oh mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh no, Gabe's favorite character, one of his favorite characters. Oh no, he's gonna be a Borg. How are they gonna walk their way out of this one? I know. Because the Omicron scared. poisoning was new to me. Mm-hmm. As we were talking about it earlier. I was like, oh no. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um all right. What did you think of seeing Starfleet headquarters? Were you excited about that? I was excited. I was like, ooh, finally. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, whenever we see uh, Starfleet headquarters, we usually see what San Francisco looks like. Yeah, we got a nice shot of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. And I think, <clears throat> And I think I know where that shot not you know was supposedly you know sort of taken if you will oh really yeah from the point of view it was coming in it looked like it was coming in from the the um from the north you know mm-hmm. um and you're looking southward as south and east into the city the way that the golden gate bridge was oh i see so like if you're coming from north of San Francisco, it'd be coming in from like the Golden Gate natural, uh, the National Recreation Area, um, oh, or like, uh, yeah, like Muir Beach from that way, from that angle. Okay. Oh, okay. So if you're flying from like Seattle down to San Francisco, you'd fly, you know, not out towards the ocean, but you know, you're coming in and you see. Huh. Coming in from the northwest, and you're looking southeast into the city. Interesting. Very cool. Um, all right. I've Is spent a lot else? of times, listeners, in the Bay Area. So. <laughs> right. That's pretty cool, so. man. I like that perspective. Well, any uh, anything else with this episode you want to talk about? Um. Do you think this is? Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you. Do Do you think this is um? Do you think uh, this is the last that we'll see the Borg in this series? I do. I think that the ones we saw were like a scout unit. Right, right. And the rest of them are... Still huddled in the Delta Quadrant. Apparently 200 light years away. Yeah. Maybe that math is wrong. No, cause... no, 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 no. Oh, okay. So they no. they they just the rest of them would have a long way to get back. Right. So, um, I think they maybe they'll do something where they're like, oh, there's one that was infected that got away or something. That causes a minor problem, but I don't, I don't think there will be like a whole like fleet of them or anything showing right. up anytime soon. Right. So. yeah anything else no i think that's it cool episode i loved it 
We're getting to the end of the season. And yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah. I think there's three episodes left. And we're coming up on our 50th episode. Woo! This is our 49th episode. Woo! So next one is the 50th. We'll have to toast to it. And it's almost been a year since we started. Uh, we'll have to toast to that too. Publishing these things. Doesn't feel like a year. It does Does not. it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Nothing feels like a year anymore, though. It, That's the problem. It feels like we just started. <laughs> like, oof. All right, so man. we'll have to celebrate for 50. For, you know, the golden... Yeah. Is it the golden? I always... Is 50 the golden? I have no idea. Silver? 50 i mean think about it that's crazy long i think that's diamond is it yeah oh okay 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 i mean if you're married for f- 50 years yeah I yeah, mean, yeah 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 so anyway thanks man and everyone thanks for listening please follow us on all the things and live long and prosper resistance is not futile see ya on one last note the captain's quarters will be off uh for the next week uh while we celebrate uh, american thanksgiving with our families so on behalf of the captain's quarters we want to wish you a very happy thanksgiving a very safe holiday and we will see you back in december and uh so happy thanksgiving make it so